Welcome back to the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike. I got my line mate Matt with me. And today we're going to talk about some Blackhawks rumors. We're going to talk about the last game that they had that heartbreaker against the, the Bruins. Man, what a crazy game, man. And um, we're going to get going. But before I do, I want to let everybody know I'm very, very thankful for everyone that's listening. Uh, we're very appreciative of the listenership. And uh, we're going to keep on uh, releasing some podcasts for you. So if uh, this is your first time here, welcome. If you've been here before, thanks for coming back. This is the FHN uh, podcast. And uh, here we go. So the Blackhawks lost to the Bruins in overtime. I, I think that game was what, Matt? Like 43 shots were 43 to 13 in that one? Yeah, we got outshot big time. Flurry stood on his head. It would have been a goalie win if we did win. But, it, I mean, he had a great performance. If If any scouts were there and they're thinking this guy doesn't have it, this guy still has it, and he'd be a huge asset for a team at the deadline that's needing a goaltender. And there are some teams out there that need one. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I thought that he played well. I didn't think the team played terrible, but they just couldn't get any shots on the goalie. You know, it just seemed like uh, Boston was was soaking up everything that, you know, they were practically th- uh, throwing at him. Uh, to be honest with you, a Boston, if you look at the, you know, the shots, you know, the shot differential, you know, Boston really didn't look that good, man. I mean, I, they're a good team, and and they they skate well and and they play well, but it it wasn't like the ice was tilted, you know, in in one direction. Do you think that? Uh, do you think that Boston's going to go far if they you know make it to the playoffs? I think if Brad Marchand could stay disciplined, anything could happen. But if he's going to start gooning it up like he's kind of been doing this year. That's going to cost his team a lot. He's a huge part of that team. And and even Taylor Hall had a good game against the Hawks. He had two assists. He had four shots. And Patrice Bergeron is still an awesome player. He had six shots. And Pasta had nine. And you know what? That overtime, they the refs did miss a call, and it, it hurt the Hawks. Wow. So I, mean, I, I don't like to blame the officiating, really. But, right. you know, it, sometimes it's like, come on, how do you miss stuff like that? And I and actually, I think the game in Ottawa, there was a couple missed calls that just drive you nuts. And so I don't, I don't I'm not sure about that. But um, with Boston, I, I think Boston could maybe get to the second round of the playoffs and surprise people. But I, I don't see him getting any farther than that. Do you see them kind of in the same boat as the Pens? I honestly think the Pens can go really far depending on. Uh, Tristan Jari and his goaltending. He he's been really good. He turned his really turned it around since that ugly playoff performance last year. Uh if he if he could stand on his head like he is doing in the season, I I don't see why the Penguins can't even make it to a final. And I'm hearing rumors that there could be a Melkin Kessel reunion, which would be pretty freaking funny because those guys were great together. They're always yelling at each other on the bench. Why? What are you doing? I'm, I'm just my man. And, and then they go out and score. And, you know, he won two cups with those guys. I think he'd make a good fit with those guys. And uh, it can make an, another deep run. Yeah. You know, you know, back to the Hawks. I thought that the team didn't actually didn't play too bad. Um, you know, Jonathan Taves, I thought that he played, he played pretty well. I mean, he had two goals in the game prior to that. Uh, Kaner was playing well. Uh, I thought Doc was 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 playing okay. And you know, it's funny, man, because you know, the, Doc has been playing, you know, wing, center, wing, center, 
Mm-hmm. And I think that it's it's like a misplay for him to play the wing because I think he plays the the center position very well. He just can't win any faceoffs. Dylan Strom on on I'd, I'd like to note I believe was about eleven for seventeen from the dot. He had a good day uh, at the dot, and that's what we need. Which is really ironic that the the shots were so one sided because. Um, he and Taves were, you know, they didn't, they were winning faceoffs. Do you notice, do you think that Strom is, is playing for a contract or do you think Strom is maybe taking that next step in, in developing and, and maybe leaving his, you know, his reputation behind as a, as a no-show? I think it could be three things. One, he wants more money and a new contract with the Hawks. Two, he's playing to get out of here he's doing the best he can or three he just wanted to play with Patrick Kane and and Kaner wants to play with him and it's just working out so I mean I I personally I, I like what you said last podcast about him he's good now and his value's up it's probably the highest it's gonna get maybe it's time to move him I mean, some teams might want him and see this play like, wow, what has he got, like 20-something points in like 18 games now? Yeah. That's huge going into the deadline, and they want to – teams are going to want a guy that's producing like that. But for us, he's just too streaky. I feel like he he's had his shots here, and and he's mostly been dropping it. Like, he's just been bad. And this this last stretch, he's been good, but where has this been for the last two, three years? I agree. We needed more out of him. And so I think now that the value's high for him, now that's the time to probably move on. And if you're going to rebuild, you can't keep everybody. You know, (laughs) I don't, like, I keep seeing people saying, let's keep Strom, let's keep Kane, let's keep Hagel, let's keep Debrinkat, let's keep him, him, him. It's like, well, that's not a rebuild. Yeah, that's like three quarters of the team. (laughs) Yeah, that's not a rebuild. So, I mean, that's, those are the pieces you have to move. The the guys that bring value other teams want. That's, that's when you say, okay, give us a second round pick. Thank you. So, with Haggle, I'm not Haggle, I'm sorry, Dylan Strom. I don't know how I can confuse the two. It's like night and day. Yeah. You know, um, Dylan Strom has had his opportunity. At $3.5 million, I think we're overpaying for him. And I think that, you know, it's like, hey, you know what? It was nice, uh, but it's, it's time to move on. Uh, but we would need to sign a center to center the Patrick Kane to Brinkett line. We were hoping that, you know, that Doc you know, could be that guy unless he starts winning faceoffs. That's, that's not going to happen. I think doc is creative and I think that he could, um, I think that he could play. In, I think he'd be better off playing on a line with, with, with a couple, with a couple shooters. I would think if, if Kubalik can get going, man, I, I don't see why, you know, doc can't set him up all day, but you know, Kubalik. He, he just can't get going. That's yeah, the that's problem. that's yeah. the problem. And what do we do? Because he's he played really, really well one season, and it's it's like a tale of two seasons here. So, w- what do you think? What direction do you think we should move in with with Kubalik? He didn't look too bad the other the other night, but um, he's not getting shots on goal. Well, he does shoot. He I, I guess they call it shot attempts, but they don't. You know, they don't hit the net. It's not a shot, right? And he, majority of his shots are lofted like three feet over the crossbar. <laughs> so 
I, I mean, like I'm, I'm going to jump to our next little topic here, but various reports have linked the Ducks to Kubalik now. So, and I, and I guess the LA Kings are another team that like him. So, like I just said with Strom, if there's teams calling, we got to listen. And if right. it's a good offer, we got to take it. As a rebuilding team, I think, you know, we need young pieces or maybe more picks. I, I like Kubalik. I, I mean, didn't he score like four goals against the Oilers that um, yeah. that playoff that they had where it was like a like play to get in type of thing? Yeah, the best. And we of... knocked out the Oilers. Yeah. And I think he scored like four goals and he was just, he was on fire. And that's that made us like, oh, wow, this guy's good. I mean, we're going to be losing some guys in the well, next couple years. Well, he was scoring years. all year though. Yeah, and, and he had a, that great shot, and it's just it's it hasn't been there. So I think if another team's interested in him, I say we uh, we let him go too. I think the Ducks would be a good team to deal with because yeah, they've got they've got picks, man. You know they've they haven't been good for a while, and they've got some picks. I do you think that we could get a a first rounder for for Kubalik? I think with the inconsistency this season, probably not. But if this was last year, maybe. If it was I, last I, year, we'd probably get a, a first rounder pro- and a prospect. Probably. I, I Maybe we'll do a swap for like a player for player type of thing. Or maybe we'll get a second. I'm kind of highballing it. Maybe a third. But I mean, we, you're going to shed salary, which is huge when you're rebuilding. You want money to, you know, start. You know, investing in younger guys that are going to need money and, and you know, like the Brinkat, he's going to get paid and we can't be paying Kubalik four million. Or, yeah, I think he's at four million dollars to to barely get 15 goals. Yeah. So it's just it's not working out. I mean, he was a good Blackhawk, but, you know, seems like a great guy, but it's time to uh, move on. Yeah, it's too bad. So we know who we have, but. Matt, have you ever thought about like who we should bring in? Like any, are, have any players ever crossed your mind? Been like, you know what, this is a guy we need on a team. We need a young kid like this. You know, we need an established guy like this. Is there anybody that stands out in the league that you're like, you know what, we need to go after this guy? Last year we were talking about Seth Jones. We, yeah, were, we well, talked about him yeah. all year and we got him. You're, so you're right. Yeah. Who, who do you think is the next guy that the Blackhawks need to get? Who's well, the next I- piece? I I don't think the next piece is even in the draft talks yet. I think it's going to be a pick. When you're rebuilding, I mean, we were in a little bit of a different situation when we wanted Jones. I know me and you were probably one of the first podcasts to talk about it. We were. And when they got him, we looked like geniuses. But I think when, when you're at a beginning stage of a rebuild, you we're not going to expect anything. Unless it's, you know, like an, a guy, like a utility type of player, you know, that's needing a job for the for like a year or two just to help young guys develop. But if I had to pick a guy we can we should go after, which will never happen, it's Mo Sider. That's like oh. the guy. That's the type of guy that the Hawks need. This guy, I don't know if you saw last night. McDavid turned on his jets. Mo Sider skated with him and poked it away just as McDavid was cutting in to get a shot on the um on the side of the pretty much the goal line. He made a quick cut and Mo just took it away like nothing. It's like he doesn't care who you are. He he's just a great player. And those are the that's the type of player we need to draft or if 
if Davidson could find a guy in the AHL that's close, go for it. But as of like NHL big names, free agents, I don't see the Hawks doing anything. Wow. It are, just doesn't make sense. Are there any any uh, big free agents that are that are going to be due this year? Uh, you know what, man? I, I don't think so. Just off I, the top I, of your head, is there anybody that stands out that, that could possibly be available? Well, the, the only guys I know that are available probably are, um, what's his name? Claude Giroux. He's going to be a free agent, but he's not going to, yeah. you know, he why would he leave Philly to do the same thing in Chicago? Right. So, I mean, and Joe Pavelski signed a one-year extension with the Stars. He's another guy that he he could fit on any single NHL team, no matter what position they're in. That's just how good he is. But yeah, there's really not many uh, free agents uh, this season coming up that are, you know, big, big names. Right. I think next season there might be a few, but this season I haven't really heard too much. There's going to be some good restricted free agents, but I don't see Davidson making like offer sheet types of things because if you do an offer sheet, prepare to get it matched or lose first round picks. And <laughs> that's not something you want during a rebuild. Right. So I, I just, I don't see the Hawks doing much and maybe adding, you know, like third line, maybe a second line guy tops, but it's, it's going to be a very young team. It's probably going to get younger the next two years and then. The third year, kind of like a, the Red Wings are right now, slowly, you know, like a 500 team. But I know Detroit's been struggling lately. They kind of fell a little bit. But they're young. They're young still, but they got some, you know, promising guys. So it's going to take the Hawks a while. Yeah. You know, me personally, I don't see Davidson as a betting man. But if you are and you're looking to place bets and want to do it as the action rolls in, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for our team means free bets for you, and we can get. We need every bet that we can get. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Now, if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use our promo code SHYTOMAHAWK, bet just $1 on any NHL team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code Shy Tomahawk at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 or older, restrictions apply. Look in the show notes for some details. Now, Matt, if you're looking to place money on any team that is going to make a splash at the deadline, who do you think it's going to be? It's got to be the Maple Leafs. They, they need help. I think the Maple Leafs and out east and vegas west wow you know we were just talking with we we're just talking with jake that jake that uh vegas should maybe cut their losses where they are and 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 regroup for next year i i agree with them but i like i said their owner he's a nut man he wants that stanley cup and he's like i'm paying all this money for all these top players i'm trading young picks and you know, for like Jack Eichel was traded, uh, Max Pacioretty they brought in, they, uh, you know, they brought in Robin Leonard, they gave up some picks and prospects, and this guy's crazy. So I, I just, I think I could see 
Vegas making a push for maybe some help. Maybe, maybe Colorado. I know they made a minor. Well, I don't, I guess, you know, you can't call it a minor trade. Uh, Josh Manson's a pretty good defenseman. He'll help that blue line out. But, uh, you know, I hear stuff like Claude Giroux going to Colorado. But who, like, if you're Philly, who are you asking for back? I'm asking for Bo Byram. If I'm giving up Claude Giroux, my franchise, you know, center. Yeah, but is he that guy still? I think he is, man. I think he's going to be like a Caner point a game type of guy. He he doesn't score many goals, but that guy gets a shit ton of assists. And you want a playmaker, you know, yeah. on your top six like that, especially like with McKinnon and, you know, all those. They got a ton of good players up there. Like Kadri, if they had a guy like Giroux in the middle of that, oh, man, it would be even scarier. Do you think Giroux can can uh, keep up with those guys? I mean, when those guys yeah. play, man, their hair is on fire. I I think he could, and I think he would be I, honestly. I think he'd be good on any of the teams rumored. I know Florida wants him, uh, Carolina wants him. I think he'd fit in anywhere. St. Louis, I've heard, is kind of getting their get pushing their chips in too. But I think that team would kind of slow him down actually because they kind of play like a Philly style. They're kind of like Philly of the West. You know, they're tough, they'll hit you, and they'll just, they can play that game. And um, that's like playoff hockey, the way they play. You know, they, they'll grind it out, they'll, they can outscore you. It kind of reminds you of the 2010 Hawks. They they can, like, play down any anyone's, like, team. I know Vancouver was a, a shooting gallery. Um, the West Final was very close. I know we swept the Sharks, but... That was a very close series. I think most of the games were one-goal victories. I think it was like 2-1, 4-3, stuff like that. But I think the Blues, if they got him, he I think he still would be good. But I think Claude Giroux is more of an offensive player than a defensive-minded player, you know? So I think Florida, Carolina, or Colorado would be the likely destinations for him if he wants to go. He might want to stay, so you never know. I mean, look at Patrick right. Kane even said, Hey, I'm. I want to stay. I want to be a lifer hawk. And Giroux can come out and say, "Hey, I I want to resign with Philly. I, I don't care. This is my city. I've been here for a thousand games. I think he just played his one thousandth game. So he's gonna be. His number will probably be retired one day with oh, Philly. Yeah. That's how important he was. And you never know. We might we might see Monday. Claude Giroux is not going anywhere. And in the summer, he'll sign like a three four year deal. And you know, just ride off into the sunset when it's over. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, man. No, and to be honest not. with you, I, I think that it's, I understand teams, you know, they you want to get what you can, but at the same time, you got a guy who's, who's put so much into the organization. You should let him, you should let him ride off on his own terms, you know? Yeah. Let him decide. I think that's the same thing that's going to happen with, with Taves and, and, um, and Kaner, man. Um, I, I honestly, man, you know, going back to the Blackhawks, you know, since we're, you know, we're talking about players that could possibly go somewhere. You mentioned that Calvin DeHaan is a, is a, is a player that can go to one of these teams, say like Toronto. They're in need of, of, a, of a defenseman. I, I, I believe that they are. Someone who can play defense. And DeHaan is that guy. Can he stay healthy, though? That's the thing. Do you think that DeHaan can stay healthy to, to chip in with, uh, with Toronto? I think he'd be good on that team. Uh, you know, he's not going to be playing big minutes. They got other guys that are invested for that. But I think he'd fit right in. And if he didn't, 
I know the Hawks are younger. They make more mistakes and stuff. We, you know, we see our young guys making bad passes. Even Calvin DeHaan makes bad plays. But when you're on a kind of a bad team, it's, it, that stuff just happens. But if he is on a team where you got Austin Matthews putting up 50 goals a year and, you know, you got Tavares, who's a great two-way player, he's turning into a very good two-way player and he could put up some big points. I mean, it, it just makes you feel better. It's like, look at the guys in front of me now. Like, I got, like, an all-star team offense. I just got to be just do my job and, you know, just make the simple plays. And I think he he would fit right in with that team. I'd like to agree, but it took him a little bit to get settled when he was with the Hawks, though. Well, I don't think he wanted to be a Blackhawk. I mm. think he was traded here. I know, I, I think he signed a deal with Carolina, correct? It Wasn't it like a four-year deal? Yeah. And we ended up trading him. I know Bowman really wanted to hunt, but I, mean, I think if he's playing with a guy that's more experienced, I think he'd be okay. I know Seth Jones was his partner here and there, but you know, we, we, the Hawks have always done this since Q. They, they, they never kept stuff the same. Yeah. I mean, Keith and Seabrook, yes, we know the playoffs. That's it. <laughs> Those guys are together and Hammer, and it was Hammer and Oduya. Yeah. But this poor guy he's been playing with, you know, he one day he'd be with McCabe, one day he'd be with Stillman, one day he'd be with um, Seth Jones and Caleb Jones. It's like, yeah. come on, how do you, it, it, you got to like get some chemistry. Even defensive guys need chemistry. Right. So maybe he'll find it with that Jake Muzzin. Maybe he'll be with Morgan Riley over there. I think I I, I definitely think he's going to end up with the Leafs. I've been hearing so many reports for weeks about this. I'm quite honestly, I'm I'm not. I don't know why it's taking so long. What do you think the Hawks can get in return? Probably a second round pick. I I honestly would like to see uh, a prospect, like a younger defensive prospect, which would that would be great. I also heard things with Flurry. And Dahan packaged for a first round pick, which would be, wow. you know, it would be good. It's going to definitely be a high first round pick, but still, that's a first round pick that you got in the draft that we don't have, and that's that's a win for Davidson. That that's huge to acquire that. I mean, pretty much getting the job a couple weeks before the deadline. I mean that that takes some skill, and you know what? He wasn't my first choice as a GM, but if he could somehow do something like that. I'm going to be behind the guy and I'm going to support him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I, I personally, I don't think Flurry is going to go anywhere. Um, Flurry's, like I've mentioned before, I think he's at, he's just at a point in his life where he's just going to enjoy playing hockey and, you know, his family stays and, you know, they're, you know, they don't have to worry about him being traded. He didn't want to leave Vegas, man. You know, oh, he, know. Yeah. he settled down there and he was, you know, living his life, going to, going to work every day was being an NHL player. That was his thing. And then the rug got pulled out from underneath him and was considering retiring. Blackhawk said, hey, look, man, you can do that here. And he wants to play another year, which yeah. throws a monkey wrench into the whole development of, of uh, Kevin Lankinen. But... It did hurt. Uh, definitely, this season has been a lost season for Lynx. I feel bad for him. I know he's been injured, and yeah. Flurry's just been good. Yeah, he yeah. has. But the thing with Flurry now, like what you're getting at, I I agree with you. I don't think he wants to leave, but I keep hearing reports of him saying nothing is off the table. It's almost like saying, eh, "I'd like to stay, but you know what? If I got a good chance to make another run at a Stanley Cup." I think I'm going to take it. So until I hear it from Flurry or his pain in the ass agent Walsh, 
Like, no, no, we're 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 staying put in Chicago for the year. We're gonna finish out the year and we'll see how I feel in the summer and stuff. But we haven't heard any of that stuff. We've been hearing stuff saying, Oh, don't rule anything out. Don't rule anything out. So Monday we'll see. So Thomas Hurdle signed an eight year extension with the Sharks. Yep. It looks like he's gonna be a lifer there. Yeah, I like that. I think it's an eight point something cap hit too, which is pretty damn good for him. And I think Logan Couture is another guy that signed an eight-year deal recently, maybe the last two or three years. But those guys got some chemistry together. He's a young, young uh, talent. He's been very good. I know Nick from the Thirty uh, on Broadway has been hoping the Rangers would acquire him, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen because he signed that eight-year extension with Dougie uh, Wilson and the Sharks. Yeah, I remember when I picked him up off of uh, the waiver wire his rookie season in the NHL and fantasy hockey. Oh, and, yeah. He, he dude, was he good. was good, man. Yeah, he scored four goals in his first game, I wanted to say. Yeah, like, he that's did. That's how good he was. He yeah. did, yeah. I saw that. I saw he had four. I, I was looking on the waiver wire. I saw he had four goals in one game. I was like, hey, I'll give it a shot. And you know what? He uh, He panned out for me. So he's having a good season this year, man. He's got 25 goals, 23 assists, 48 points. It's pretty good for uh, a team that you don't, you know, they're, they're, I don't know what the Sharks are. I think they kind of need to take a step back like the Hawks and, you know, keep their young guns. And I, I know they had some bad luck with that Evander Kane situation. He is just, uh, that was just a brutal brutal uh, thing for, <laughs> for the Sharks. They invested $7 million in. He scored in, for them, though. Yeah, he, he scored goals, but he was just a just a prick, you know, on and off the ice. And actually, I take that back. He was a prick off the ice, which led him, you know, I, he, they had to buy him or not buy him out. They had to terminate the contract, and Edmonton jumped all over it. And, and quite honestly, he's playing pretty good with Edmonton too. Yeah, he is. But I, I like Thomas Hurdle. Uh, I actually like Logan Couture. The Sharks. I just, you know, they they need to start developing some kids and. Maybe they'll maybe the Hawks and the Sharks will be good one day at the same time. I think it's kind of like the same phase in their you know development. It it's gonna probably take a while, but I think they're a little bit ahead of us. But we still got Kaner. I, I like to. I, I'm glad that Kaner said he doesn't want to get traded. He wants to stay and he yeah, wants to re up. That that makes me feel good. I mean, during a rebuild, usually it sucks, but Kaner will still bring fans in the stands, which is important and. You know, he's going to probably chase that 500-goal milestone. And, you know, it's like Ovechkin going after Gretzky's record. I think he just passed, uh, what was it, Yaromir Yager the other yeah. night. So he's Gordy Howe's in his crosshairs. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't think he's going to do it? No, I'm just saying. I, I mean, I think that he's going to end up number two on the list. Father Time's going to take its, uh, I think it's I going to take its its toll on him, man. I, I I just feel like that's all the Caps care about right now. I know. I, th- like, I, I guys, think it is. If you, you, you talk to that fan base, they're like, they're like, him breaking Gretzky's record means more than a Stanley Cup. It's like, what? I know you guys got one already, but it's like, what about the other guys on the team? I mean, they're right. competing every night. It's like, why yeah. are you forgetting about that? Like TJ Oshie, he's a competitor, and Nicholas Backstrom's had a good season. You know, he had a he was injured for a while. He's come back and. I just feel like that's all I hear about Washington is Ovi. He scored in his uh, office and he, he just passed Yager. And uh, it's like every other night, Ovi scored. Ovi scored two. He's getting closer and closer. It's like, man, he, he's going to need four years to, <laughs> to catch Gretzky. And he's got to have a couple 50-goal seasons probably to do it. Here's the thing, too. Gretzky did it in 20 years. And at the end of his at the end of his career, he was a point a point of game player. 
I, I think Ovi will be too, just because he's so good on the power play. Yeah. And but still, he's a great player. And I'm more of a Sidney Crosby guy. You know, they they're always comparing those two guys. Right. But Sid gets the cups. You know, he'll oh, get I, I'd pick trophies. I'd pick Crosby every day of the week. Yeah, I mean, at for, you know, at the beginning of it, when Crosby was in his really whiny phase, it was kind of like annoying. It's like, dude, yeah. come on, just play the game. Yeah, and it's like Ovi scoring goals like on his back. You yeah, know, like, yeah, I like, remember I'm, that. I'm on, I'm Team Ovi, you know, yeah. right now. I'm Team Ovi. But then over the years, Crosby's really matured. You know, he's grown up and three Stanley Cups. He's quiet. You never hear anything about him in the media. It's like he, yeah. He's just like a well-spoken guy, and <clears throat> he's a know, franchise he's, guy, man. Yeah, he's he's just a guy that cares about the Penguins and his teammates, and it almost seems like always once he got that cup, it's like, oh yeah, I'm done. Let's go get that goal scoring record. Yeah, and it's like everyone on everyone on uh, Washington. Get the puck to Ovi, no matter what. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the owner is even like that, too. Yeah. He's like, oh, he's, I'm going to give him his four-year deal just so he can catch Gretzky. It's like, yeah. Well, what about the rest of your team, bro? <laughs> I know. I know. 100%, man. Well, everybody, it's been a great. That's all that we got for you tonight. Be sure to check us out. we got a new one coming out next Tuesday, and we'll see you then. This is the Tomahawk, and we're out of here. <laughs> <laughs>